Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Ken Braddy with Lifeway. I'm the director of Sunday School, and it's been my privilege and my joy to be with you through this winter quarter as we talk about these lessons uh, coming out of Exodus and uh, the book of Numbers. And uh, we're almost to the end of these 13 sessions. Uh, This podcast today is going to focus on the lesson that we recommend for use on February the 20th. And it is session number three in a a short four-session unit uh, in the month of February. And that is unit number six. uh, And it's titled Be Holy Because I'm Holy. That's the name of the unit that we're in in February. But this particular Bible study coming up, this session number three, uh, is titled An Ungrateful People. If you remember last week, we talked about an unfaithful prophet. We talked about Moses and how he disobeyed the Lord, striking that rock twice. He did not speak to it as he was told, but the Lord was still gracious and still provided water for the people, for their livestock. Uh, But it would cost Aaron and Moses. They would not be allowed into the promised land. And so this week, our attention turns to the people, uh, an ungrateful people, and it's going to be from the book of Numbers and uh, chapter 21. Well, uh, here is the session outline uh, that comes from Numbers 21. And the first point that we're going to look at is the Lord's people sin, despite his gracious provision. That's the first thing. The middle part of your Bible study is titled, The Lord's People Are Disciplined, Drawing Them Toward Repentance. And then third, The Lord's Prophet Intercedes, Prompting the Means of Healing. Now, what will the group learn? Well, God is right to judge sin, yet he is gracious to provide a way of salvation. That's what they're going to learn. How will your group see Christ in this study here in the book of Numbers? Well, when the Israelites were mortally wounded because of their sin, God called on them to look upon the bronze serpent that was lifted up high on the pole, and in doing so, they were healed. If you'll remember, we studied that a few weeks back. Now, we too are mortally wounded because of sin. God has likewise called on us to look with faith upon Jesus Christ lifted high up on the cross so that we might be saved from the punishment of our sin. And how should our groups respond to the study? Well, because we have been spared from punishment of sin through the intercession of Jesus, we plead with others to look upon the cross and to receive salvation that comes through Christ alone. There are a couple of really, really great uh, discussion questions that will launch your Bible study group this week. The first one, we're asking you to discuss this question. What are some ways that you have expressed your gratitude to others? So be thinking about that, but you know, when you ask this question in the group, don't answer your own question too quickly. Uh, if you do, you'll train your group members to simply outweigh you. They'll wait for you to give your answer. So take a sip of coffee, have a seat, look around the room, look in their faces. Somebody in the group is going to be more uncomfortable with the silence than you are, and they'll answer. So you'll throw this question out. What are some ways that you have expressed your gratitude to others? And then there is another one, kind of this companion question this week. 
And it goes like this. What are some memorable ways that you have received gratitude from others? Those two questions, I think, will uh, do well in uh, leading your group into this particular uh, Bible study. Well, here are the three sections. Let's talk about this first one, uh, and it's point number one in your lesson. The Lord's people sin despite his gracious provision. This is Numbers 21, verses 1 through 5. Uh, it says here, when the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming on the Atherim road, he fought against Israel and captured some prisoners. Then Israel made a vow to the Lord, if you will hand this people over to us, we will completely destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's request and handed the Canaanites over to them, and Israel completely destroyed them and their cities. So they named the place Hormah, Verse 4 says, then they set out from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom, but the people became impatient because of the journey. The people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread or water, and we detest this wretched food. This sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? We've heard these complaints before in our study this quarter. You know, we just don't seem to uh, ever be able to uh, remember you know, God's graciousness to us. We don't remember his provision, and we sure are pretty good at grumbling as a people. Well, in this section of the Bible study, uh, we are going to introduce you and your groups to another essential doctrine. Remember in Gospel Project, we've got 99 doctrines that we cover over time, this, the three-year journey from Genesis to Revelation. And this week's study, uh, the, the, we have a place for the entrance of uh, essential doctrine number 39. And that doctrine is defined as a sin as selfishness. And so don't, uh, don't, pass this section without calling your group's attention to this, and, and I think that it will really enhance uh, what you're going to do with your folks uh, in that section of, of uh, the lesson. So just remember here, you know, that the old, sinful, selfish refrains uh, were not far from the people's thoughts uh, as they traversed the desert land, right? And this was despite God's demonstration of faithfulness and his provision at Kadesh, that water from the rock, and at Hormah, the military victory that took place there, uh, the Israelites simply had a problem. Uh, but it wasn't about their needs not being met, because God was certainly meeting those needs. Uh, they had heart-level issues that needed to be cured, and the Lord was absolutely committed to seeing them healed and cured of uh, this uh, sin that just so uh, pervasively uh, was a part of their daily lives. Well, here in section number two of your lesson, point number two, uh, we've titled that section, The Lord's People Are Disciplined, Drawing Them Toward Repentance. And just a couple of verses here uh, in chapter 21 of Numbers, we're only going to look at verses six through seven A. Now, whenever you see an A, following a number uh, like verse 7a, you might wonder, well, what is that? Uh, it's literally the first, it's the first sentence of, uh, or the first part of uh, verse number seven. So we're only looking at a few 
uh, of the words there, you know, at the beginning of verse seven. So that's what the A is there for. And, uh, and there's another, another uh, good discussion uh, that can take place. Uh, and we're encouraging you here to, to read the Voices from the Church quote that's in the sidebar of your leader guide, and it's in the daily discipleship guide of your people. Uh, they'll be holding that in their, in their laps. And here is a, a question that comes up. How should this punishment of Israel cause us to think about our own sins? And we've given you some ideas here in the leader guide, you know, how your people might answer that. But I'd encourage you to wrestle with that, maybe jot down some answers that you come up with uh, right there in the margin of your leader guide. Well, the, the, Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew word uh, that was used to describe uh, snakes uh, is coming to play in here. The word that was used to describe uh, snakes means uh, burning or, or fiery uh, is what it means. So uh, it, it, in Numbers chapter 11, uh, the Lord sent poisonous snakes. And uh, in that chapter, remember, we studied uh, that uh, among the, the people that were bitten, many of the Israelites, they died uh, from the venom, right? And uh, this, this word leads us to understand that, uh, that it was painful. Uh, there was this burning or fiery sensation. And uh, the description here is likely used to describe the, you know, the inflammation and that burning sensation that uh, is felt after a snake bite. Uh, there's no clear indicators you know, to determine the, the species of snake, right? Uh, but uh, many people have reflected on the possibilities of uh, the type of snakes just in light of, you know, the geographical setting of, of that event. Well, uh, finally, here in verse 7, uh, the people were uh, able to acknowledge their sin, unlike the previous accounts of their disobedience. And here, their response, it was, it was marked by, uh, by control. We need to remember and help our folks understand that the Lord does not discipline just for the sake of discipline, but he is leading us to, uh, to return to him, to repent, and to turn away from our sinful ways. And so as you read these, uh, these short verses here in this section, uh, where it says, you know, then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people and they bit them so that many Israelites died. And the people then came to Moses and said, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. You know, sometimes it does take something uh, dramatic for people to realize the, the depth of their sin against God and sometimes, you know, against one another. And so, you know, rather than just disciplining people for the sake of discipline, uh, God's response uh, to sin uh, is intended to restore a right relationship between himself and his people, his image bearers. And uh, often, you know, corrective action is it's the best way to reach the intended end. And so that's what he did here. He sent those poisonous snakes, but then, you know, the people responded with contrition and with repentance. And that's really the goal of discipline, isn't it? Is to restore that relationship. Some of your people in your groups may be under the weight of God's discipline right now. They may be feeling uh, the weight of the decisions that they have made, and God may be introducing discipline into their lives and trying to get their attention, trying to lead them toward repentance. So uh, be especially sensitive to that this week as you teach this lesson and help people understand that the Lord loves them and he is not bent on destroying them at all 
but he is he is allowing certain things to happen in their lives so that they would hopefully uh, turn to him and return to him and have that relationship stored and the sin forgiven. Well, in this third and final section of this week's lesson, we've titled it, The Lord's Prophet Intercedes, Prompting the Means of Healing. Here's what it says in verse 7b through verse 9. Verse uh, 7b, it says, uh, intercede with the Lord so that he will take the snakes away from us. This is with the cry of the people, right? And Moses interceded for the people. It says in verse 8, then the Lord said to Moses, make a snake image and mount it on a pole. And when anyone who is bitten looks at it, he will recover. So Moses made a bronze snake and mounted it on a pole. And whenever someone was bitten, he looked at the bronze snake and was recovered. So their request, the Israelites' request, it was not one of you know, just mere desperation for rescue from physical danger, though it was that you know, to some degree. Uh, more significantly, their request was an acknowledgement of God's ability to save them. Over and over again, they had expressed distrust in God's plans and distrust in his ability to guide and lead them. And now they honored God in their asking, and they expressed confidence in Moses to represent them. So Moses graciously went before the Lord, and he interceded for the people who had so often accused and threatened him, and he asked the Lord to take away the snakes. Now, in redemptive history, there would come yet another vehicle for the deliverance of sinners who were in need of rescue. And in your leader guide, there's a, a wonderful quote, and here's what it says. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. That's John 3, verses 14 and 15. As the Israelites look to the bronze serpent for healing from the snake bites, we are to look to Jesus for salvation from him. Well, as I've been reminding you these last several weeks, uh, every lesson ends not just with the scripture study, uh, but it ends where we guide our people to choose a response. And uh, there are three responses this week, head, heart, and hands. I like the hands response this week. Uh, you might want to consider lifting this one up in your leader guide. It's on page 148. But the question that comes here is, who are people you have sinned against? And how will you seek restoration of those relationships for the glory of Christ? Boy, that is a difficult way, a difficult application of this particular session. But I just wonder how many people in our groups, maybe even us as leaders, have broken relationships that need to be mended. We need to seek forgiveness from someone because we have been the one uh, who has offended the other party. It's difficult to do, but it's just part of our growth and part of our relationship with Lord as his image bearers, right? Well, don't forget to check the extra section in this week's lesson. Again, like always, uh, different teaching options, uh, additional commentary, and uh, illustrations that you can use to drive home some of the points here in this session. Glad that you've been with me today as we have taken a quick trip through this session number three, 
scheduled for February the 20th, an ungrateful people from Numbers chapter 21. Next week, uh, we will wrap up uh, these 13 sessions as we look at session number four here in the month of February, a holy people. And uh, once we do that, we will now turn our attention uh, to the spring quarter and to Easter and all of the, uh, the wonderful lessons that will be coming up. So one more time next week, I will be with you, and we will talk about session number four. Thank you for being with me this week, though, for session number three, an ungrateful people. And I hope the Lord blesses you as you prepare this week to guide and to teach his people. May the Lord bless you and your church, and I'll see you in about a week.